my dream, live my life supreme. Fuck you mean? Went from rags to riches on the scene. Now they call me king. Father saw my crib life. This the wildest shit he's seen. Living proof that God got a plan if I don't intervene. Old school cleaner than a bitch. Put it on some heels while I'm table eating with my team. Let me catch the feel, touch and die. Fuck you niggas, I just always hate it. If I listen to your bark, I might never get this paper. Kept it player from the root to the tutor to the tune. I've been on it since this round of winning. Push me out the room. Hallelujah, ain't no losing when you winning on the coat. I supply my own domain. Ain't no way I come up short. Ain't no way I could be losing when I'm winning. Losing when I'm winning. Last night, no one attended. Never seen me in it. Celebrate the wine and the kids and lock me in the pit. Country nigga made a pay attention. We ain't even finished. Gotta keep it rolling, keep it rolling, keep it rolling. Gotta keep it rolling, keep it rolling, keep it rolling. Lord, keep it rolling, keep it rolling, keep it rolling. Gotta keep it rolling for you one time. Fuck up out my whip, let the candy drip. April shower when they lay me down on the grind. I won't smell the flowers, so I'm on the hook. Early morning, putting plans in motion. I can't let this go to waste. Niggas out here been losing focus. Chasing after hope and acceptance from the non believers. How the fuck you judge the side if you never ever seen it? That's just on the real. Fuck you if you think it's cotton fields. Nigga, we out here buying grills. Bigger than the buildings that you in. Put that on my grill. That's just how I feel. Blow a check. Looking like I'm keen. Touch all this gold around my neck. Lord, hallelujah. For the shine. Do what it do what it do what it does. It's the BTS 365 podcast. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Wherever you tuning in. However you tuning in. Hey man, it's a beautiful day. Almost at the end of May. It's it's uh hot as hell in Tennessee now. It's officially hot as hell in Tennessee now. Like this that's for sure. Ain't no more sweatshirts, hoodies. None of that. That's why I got my sunglasses on. If y'all watching me on IG right now, that's why the sunglasses on. Plus I'm just cool as hell in my head. You know, I'm just a cool ass dude. But uh I got my boy T. White back on the show today. What's, What's happening, T? What's happening, man? You know what I'm saying? He cool. What's happening, man? What's happening, man? You know what I'm saying, man? What's happening, man? You know what I'm saying, man? You know what I'm saying? Nah, man, but look. Real spiel. Appreciate you listening. Tune in. iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you listening right now. We thank you. Tell a friend to tell a friend. But uh, we ain't going to prolong the situation, man. Uh, I want to jump right into things. I'm really wearing these sunglasses because I've been crying. <laughs> And I know it's Monday, and um, the game coming on tonight, so when y'all hear this, <sighs> Portland might have got swept, man. And, uh, I don't know what happened, bro. You know, I don't I don't know. We we had a chance, I think, but we just... <laughs> I just... Oh, shit. Okay. I'm a man. <laughs> Hit the boo-boo bears. Oh, they the boo-boo. The boo-boo. Oh, Portland, what's happening? What happened, T? What's going on? Man, Steph Curry happened. Dude, you can't stop that dude. Shut up, man. <laughs> Damn, boo-boo. They cannot do nothing with that man. Everybody talking about Steph Curry washed. And all that. But, man, that man knew what he was doing. He let KG take the cake. Excuse me, KD take the front seat. And he been coasting. But when he need to turn it on, he know how to turn it on. Fuck Steph Curry. Like I told everybody before this series started, Blazers can score all day. Them boys can't guard nobody. And their main deficiency is at the guard. 
Oh my God, T. Oh my God. They just, it's like the second half start and Golden State just flipped the switch. Like they just flipped the switch. Steph come out dropping just bombs and Draymond pushing the tempo. But I ain't gonna, look, nope. I'm not gonna let these folks off that easy. I'm not just gonna say, Steph Curry, man, Clay Thompson, man. Like, no, nah, if you up 18 in the first half, they Clay and Steph and Draymond in the first half, too. Like, third quarter come out, y'all should be pumped. Like, okay, we up 17 on the champs. Let's 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 put our foot on their neck. Now y'all come out slow. Motherfuckers act like they've been smoking that good weed in Oregon <laughs> and shit. Like, I know weed legal. I mean, damn. Like, this shit don't even look right. Man, I'm telling you, as a shooter, I've done all my life, man. The jump shot fall a lot easier when it ain't no pressure. Man, them Warriors know that ain't no pressure on them to win. Right now, they had a two-game two lead. They chilling. You start busting a couple jump shots, that brim get bigger and bigger. And then, you know, once they hit one or two, Over. it's an it's a avalanche. Ain't nothing Over. to do about that. Over. Draymond get the ball and just push it. Like, he pound rock all the way up the floor, then make a play. Just, just make a play. Now, okay, so tell me this. Tell me this, right? Like, like Dame Dollar allegedly, supposedly has two separated ribs, and he don't want to get the shot because he said make his stomach feel bad. Now, I ain't never had separated ribs. I know some former football players who say, "Hey, that shit do hurt. It does hurt." I do remember watching the play when Looney fell on top of him in Game Two. I saw all that. I saw it. I saw it. But you still up 18 in the first half. You still up 17 in the first. Like, you can't be scared of success. Shout out to uh, my boy Marcus, you know, <laughs> pushing mentality. Like, you can't be afraid of success. And that's what it looked like. They look scared. But goddamn, man, like, have some pride. Like, what are you, you playing? Like, like, oh, you know, four for 13 in the fourth quarter for Dame and CJ. Like, Myers Leonard led them in scoring in the first <laughs> half in game three. Shout out to Myers, but come on, bro. Man, dudes is a wash. I mean, in, in their defense, they still down Nurkis. Nurkis is a huge piece of that, what they do. You can give your boy Dame the credit. You can give your boy McCollum all the credit you want to. But that team run through Nurkis. That's a huge piece missing. That defense might run through Nurk. I give you that. But at the end of the day, if you up 18 and 17 in the first half, you're not supposed to lose by 20. You up 18, what, what, what you need to close out the game? Defensive stops. You right. got to stop somebody. You can, you can, you were stopping them in the first half. Yeah. You, yeah. Start, you get you a little 15-minute break, 20-minute break, drink you some Gatorade, whatever, some some uh, sure, whatever, whatever you need, Pedialyte, whatever <laughs> you need, whatever you need. But then you come out in the second half flat, and I don't – man, look, I watched – I done watched all three of those games right. from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. I can't say the same for the Easter Conference because I didn't even watch game three last night. won't even fly. I went to see John Wick, which i talk about more in the show later. But uh, I'm watching the games, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing them unfold and just fall, just fall apart. Game three was like super deflating, like super deflating. Like you watch a shot, like, damn. Okay, even with the big third quarter, it was still like Portland had a lead going right. into the fourth quarter. That shit just got evaporated. Just I mean, it go down to 
Halftime adjustments. And I won't even just say halftime adjustments. When you look at the whole series, come out game one, your strategy was to let Steph Curry shoot off the screen and roll? That was bogus. That was, But they saw it was bogus. They were like, okay, I fucked up. Right. But we who, and they who did they like mine comes up with that to start anyway? Well, he, you know, motherfuckers get to thinking they smarter than what they really are. They want to outcoach themselves. If KD is in street clothes, not even at the game, it's two motherfuckers on Golden State Warriors team, you're not going to let shoot the ball. Two light-skinned boys ain't supposed to be You're not going to let them beige niggas shoot. Right. And who was they letting shoot? The main nigga with the ball. And, and and you can't have that happen. So there's your start. You put you already in hole 1-0 right there just off of that. X's and O's, they go down to your coach. And, you, and then you even that, it. these last two games, you got a lead, and the other team come back, it come down to X's and O's. At that point, and the reason I say Nurkic is a big piece missing, the Blazers – Typically want to run up and down the floor. But against the Warriors, you can't do that. How do you beat the Warriors? Pound that shit inside. Who do they have on the inside guarding anybody? You got Nurkic on the inside. You feed him, dumping it down to him. You're slowing the game down. Even if he's missing shots, you're running the shot clock down. You get in a track meet with the Warriors, you're going to lose by 20 every time. I, I can I can semi-agree with that. The reason I won't all the way agree with that is because it is. First of all, Cantor... Bad shoulder or not, my guy just out here fucking up layups. Like, I don't know, he missing plenty of layups. That's awful. That's regular unleaded. Now, Myers Leonard, I ain't, I mean, it's Myers Leonard, but I can commend him for being cold, coming off the bench in game two, starting in game three, and doing his thing. He, he, I, hey, he gave us more points than I expected him to give going into this series. But with a Zach Collins, with an Ennis Cantor, with a Myers Leonard, Pass. Hey, hey, they might be ass, but they all we got coming off the bench. Aminu is ass. That's who ass. He's a star. He he ass. Yes. Ass. Outside of Dame, really, the whole lineup is regular. When it comes to X's and O's, you can't, you can't, X's and O's ain't got nothing. Like Barkley say, the coach ain't out there on the floor playing. Damian Lillard. With these fucked up ass trying to get a three point foul, you can't be doing that in the NBA Western Conference Finals. You can't be doing that all the time. When you got Dame going to the hole, granted, as a star player at home, I would expect him to get more calls when he goes to the rack and being a great. You're a basketball coach. You're a former basketball player. If I mean, I just been watching the game all my life. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Just let me know. But isn't it typical? I say it happens all the time, but most of the time, when offensive players bring the aggression, bring the force to the defense, put the pressure on them to make the the officials call, make the call. Normally, they get the call. Yeah, a lot of times. Yeah, the most aggressive player is gonna get the calls. Majority but that ain't been happening at home for Damian Lillard. That that didn't happen in Game Three. I didn't see that in Game Three. Like he go to the hole, get his little ass knocked down. Nothing. Nothing. But who's he going to the hole against? He running into Draymond Green. Come on, Looney. Bail. Yeah. Like, come on, man. But that, the ref's not going to bail him out either. He got to bail me out. The three-pointer that he fucked up, that was a bail out. I want the bail out. But going to the hole, getting bumped, and you already hurt, like, that that does something to your spirit. Now, sure. Portland might fuck around and win tonight. Who knows? They've been up double digits in two out of three games. They could fuck around and pull one out their ass, try to move it to five. True. Cool. Okay, but at the end of the day, you can't keep playing like this. I mean, ain't nobody ever came back from 3-0. You damn sure ain't coming back from 3-0 against the Warriors. Right. And you got to hurt Damian Lillard, no Nurkic, 
everybody else super, super regular. Like, <laughs> ain't nobody on the Warriors team outside of Damian Lillard who, and that's a small bit that could possibly even pose a sit. Like, outside of McCullum and Lillard, nobody else is guaranteed to give you at least 12 points. True. Like at least twelve points. But but let's be real. When we had this conversation two three weeks ago, it was the Warriors playing in the Western Conference and what everybody else. So what, what is this? so I mean the Blazers kind of should have expected this regardless. No, they <laughs> <laughs> should have seen this coming, bro. You I mean you got no. to manage expectations? No. <laughs> let's just be honest, no. let's just be honest no. about no. it. No. I had, I had real shit, real shit. I know I'm a fan. I'm speaking strictly as a fan. Okay. But with Kevin Durant out, mm-hmm. us being kind of hot, mm-hmm. we won the first series in five. Second series went to seven, but but we won. Fought it out. Four overtime game in that series. It felt like, okay, they rolling a little bit. They could probably sneak at least two in there. Who did they beat to get to us in conference? Okay, finals? they beat the Nuggets. They so, beat the Nuggets. The State just beat Houston. Yeah, but, but, but in real life, man, I think the Rock is regular. I think the Rock is kind of regular. Okay. Me personally, I ain't never really believed in the Rock. But the, the Blazers aren't. The, Rock, the, the Blazers regular too. But at least the Blazers shorthanded. The Rock mm-hmm. is regular to me with a full team. Okay. Like they not because they got they fucked up coach on the sidelines, so right. they be regular to me. Like as long as Dan Tony the coach, they're not going nowhere. As long as CP three the point guard, they ain't going nowhere. I, you know, just, I call a spade a spade. Maybe today. CP three overrated. What maybe, has that man ever today. done in his career? Right. Other than put up hey, stats. Hey, you preach to the choir. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not like the biggest Chris Paul fan. But hey, the engineer, I just want you to know he's very displeased with your comment. He does not believe in I what stand you just on, said. I stand on my soapbox. I'm all not gonna day say that day. he overrated. I'm just gonna say he ain't. He he's a great small point guard. Hey, ass. overrated man. Borderline ass. Oh God, let me sip my yak on him. What is that Any man doing? Fans out there, look. What is that man really doing? Opinions done? of T. White belong to T. White only. Um, I ain't gonna say that I agree or disagree, but uh, until this year, when did he make it past the first round of the playoffs? He has a very valid point, y'all. Like I'm just saying, as a small point, he's a he's a wizard with the ball. He's great at passing, setting people up. That's what he kind of did this year. Kind of just. I know he dealt with an injury early on. But the man has gotten the pass off his name. You're right. Everybody I says CP3 is great. I can't, I can't really disagree really with you. He's been in the West this whole time. But, you know, Father Time has a way of catching up with you. You had a, you had a chance in, in, in L.A., but you got hurt. Tony Parker is a small point guard. Tony Parker played with the best power forward ever. So effing what? Ever. And he had what pop. to do with it? It's the best power forward ever. And? Ever. And who Chris Paul to play with? James Harden. That's it. Blake Griffin. Yeah, decent and, squad and, and, in New Orleans. Other than David West, I can't name nobody else from that team. Tyson Chandler. When Tyson Chandler was decent, he was just younger. He wasn't decent. He, okay. Tyson Chandler. Did. Tyson Chandler and DeAndre Jordan, the same player. Okay. Same player. Like like other than James Harden. Chris Paul ain't never had a real 
Because you got to think about it. We're talking about the point guard position in this NBA era. Mm-hmm. It ain't like no other than Steph Curry right now. Is he not on a loaded team in L.A.? They look good. Okay. It's flashy. Man, it's easy to just come down and throw lobs and just hit the top of the backboard. It's flashy. Blake Griffin, go get it. DeAndre you Jordan, go get it. That ain't going to win you championships. That's your point, You guard, need though. a team. That's your point, guard. Tony Parker was never the guy. Never. Debatable. To, to who? Debatable. To who? got old, everything went Man, through TP. When Tim Duncan got old, Kawhi Leonard won MVP. Ginobili carried him. Hey, man. Hey, man. Stop your shit, man, You got to go give you. you I'm telling you, I can, right if now, I was to have to sit down and give you. If I was to sit down and have to give you a list Chris of Paul. point guards, I'd put. Who? Just currently, right now, Chris Paul is down my list. Yeah, but that, that's now. That's Chris Paul today. All time, he's damn sure. Way oh down the list. God, bro. Like, you just sat here. Are you comparing Tony Parker to Chris Paul and saying Tony Parker better? If you told me. We had to pick up, and I got to take Tony Parker in his prime and CP3 in his prime. Give me Tony Parker. Give me Tony Parker. I'm telling you, I hey man. CP3. Hey, hey, hey I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Look, so do you think the Spurs will win a championship with Chris Paul at, at the point guard other than Tony Parker? No. Nope. Chris Paul is soft as wet toilet paper. Oh that man would have got injured at some point in the series. And but that ain't got nothing to do with his play. That nigga's soft. That ain't got nothing to do with his play. <laughs> soft. He a dirty player. I get it. He a dirty player. I don't know about soft. He's a flopper. But them injuries is karma. But that ain't, got to do, that ain't got nothing to do not? with his play. Why like not? when he out there. I'm not convinced. Oh, my God. I thought I didn't like Chris Paul. You, my brother... You know what I'm finna do? I can't I can't take this. It's hot. I'm finna, I gotta take a break. Y'all, I'm gonna be right back. T White might be here, he might not. I don't know. We gotta discuss this thing because this is ridiculous. This, this it's the BTSE 365 podcast. I'm gonna be right back with y'all in a minute. You dig. What's up, world? Hey, it's your boy Big, and I just came here to tell you about the newest. Neighborhood Convenient Dollar Store is providing you various brands and products for your everyday living. It's Dollar City, Antioch, Tennessee, where your dollar goes a long way. Nothing's over $10. You can contact them at 615-679-9175, 833 Hamilton Crossing, Antioch, Tennessee. I we back, y'all. We back. And, uh, whew. I know that was that was kind of hard for some people to listen to. Possibly, uh, we went somewhere that I wasn't expecting. But but I mean, we went from the Portland Trailblazers nutting up in Game Three, and Game Two, and possibly tonight in Game Four. I don't know. I might not even watch the game. To Chris Paul being overrated. I don't know. I don't. I'm not going back there. I'm not going back there because I ain't gonna say the man overrated. I'm just say. He's underachieved. I don't know about overrated, but underachieved, yes. But a lot of players in this era, you can say, it's just like any other era, Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley. You know, a lot of people over underachieved in their careers, but that's because other motherfuckers were just brighter than them. I'm going to move on. Before I go too deep into the show, shout out to the Humphreys. Got a wedding coming up this weekend. My sister getting married, her and Boosie. Finna jump the broom. Do they thing, we finna turn the M upside down. You hear me? We finna get turked up in that bitch, lit, 
crunk, whatever you want to call it, crunk, lit, turned up. I don't know what else they call it these days. We doing all of that this weekend. All of that this weekend. We finna get live this weekend. You hear me? Memphis, I hope y'all ready because it's finna go down. Now, also, on a lighter note, but an even happier note, happy second birthday to my niece, Rhea Avani. Uh, birthday was on May 19th. Shout out to her. Terrible twos is already here, but she been terrible since the day she came out the womb. Don't care what nobody say. Terrible in a good way, though. You know what I'm saying? Terrible in a good way. Terrible in a baby way. She's smart, though. Let me tell y'all right now, I know people say kids are smart, which most kids these days are a lot smarter than what we were when we came out, but that's because of technology and what you're around. Now, a person tried to give my niece $10 for her birthday at church. She gave the money. No, she moved my brother's hand to take the money from the man once he took the money from the man, she took the money from my brother. I said, that's smart right there. She won't even take money from me because she don't see me all the time. I tried to give her some money, did the same thing. She pushed her mama hand in the way, made mama take the money. Mama gave, got the money in her hand, she took the money from my mama. I said, baby, I love you forever for that because you, my darling, are intelligent enough to not take money from strangers. That you don't know nothing about. You don't know my face that well yet. I ain't taking no money from you. What you doing trying to give me some money? I don't want that. My mama can give me the money. My daddy can give me the money. But I don't know your ass, so I'm not taking this money from you. But, hey, shout out to them. They're raising a, a young star. Uh, it was also Malcolm X's birthday yesterday. Shout out to Malcolm X. Malcolm Little, a.k.a. Malcolm X. A.k.a. I don't want to mess up the other one, the Shabazz. So I'm just... Leave that part alone. We still got T. White with us. I ain't, I ain't put him off. I ain't put him out. I ain't put him out. We're going to talk a little more NBA playoffs here and some NBA offseason moves a little bit here, man. Uh, so I kind of hit it a little bit. The Bucks are now up 2-1 on the Raptors after they double overtime loss to, to the Raptors last night in Toronto. And um, Kawhi been getting, you know, the praise. He been getting the flag. Whatever. They won 102, I mean 108 to 102. Uh, Giannis fouled out in the fourth quarter, I believe it was, or the first overtime. Like I said, I didn't watch the game. I saw it at the end. And I, I've been saying, me personally, that Toronto was going to the finals. That's what I was saying. That's just what I've been preaching all season. I still got them going to the finals. I don't know after watching the Bucks. Whooped that ass them first two games. I was like, I don't know. Milwaukee might do some things. So, because I think Milwaukee, I, I would rather Milwaukee play the Golden State Warriors because they got a better chance of beating them. Because if Toronto play the Warriors, that bitch over with in five. So, <laughs> so, what do you think about this whole Kawhi Leonard Raptors experience? Do you think it's been a success for both parties so far? I don't think it is if they don't make the finals. Um, I mean, the pathway was clear for everybody in the East when LeBron went west. This is true. So now you bring in Kawhi, new spirit, to Toronto Raptors team that was, what, number one, number two last year? And they was ranked two in the Eastern Conference this year. So right. you one of the best two teams in the last two years in the Eastern Conference. And the main thing that was blocking your way is not in your way no more. So unless they make it to the finals, I, I don't think it's really been a success. I think that, if I'm being honest... I feel like the organization pretty much sure that Kawhi is gone. 
So they're going to maximize whatever they can get out of him this year. Because they've been riding that boy to the wheels fall off. Hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. So they're going to try to maximize what they get out of him for now. Mm. Now, I kind of feel you. I think it is a success only because you made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, which you hadn't been there, I don't think, ever. If you have been, it's only been one time, if I'm not mistaken. In a piss-poor East? Right, in a piss-poor East. But you got there. You okay. never made it there with DeMar DeRozan. I know LeBron was there, but it wasn't a guarantee you was going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals with DeMar DeRozan this year. Kawhi okay. is just a much better version of him offensively, True. damn sure defensively. So I think, okay, you take a shot. It's like, man, we ain't going to make it to the Finals with DeMar DeRozan. I think their mistake was firing Dwayne Casey – more so than trading DeRozan. Because I think Dwayne Casey could have had him right back here with Kawhi Leonard this year. So do you feel like the organization made the move with the intent on making the Eastern Conference Finals or making the NBA Finals? I think they they want to make the NBA Finals, of course. But they also made it a move to where however great we do with him, the better we do with him, the better our chances of keeping him. Because we need a star. Mm-hmm. We need somebody who not only, because they're going to sell tickets because, you know, Canada. They got NBA basketball in Canada. Drake's the, you know, ambassador and all this. So, of course, they're going to sell tickets. They're going to sell tickets. Toronto okay. is like the New York of Canada. So, they're going to sell tickets, but we need to stay relevant. How do you stay relevant? Hey, we go get this quiet dude. We know he might want to be in L.A., probably does want to be in L.A., but if we can win, if we can win, we can keep them. We can keep, so, if, to answer the question, I think they want to make the finals, but they want to make sure if they go out, don't go out like no hoes, don't go out like no suckers and get swept, get blown out and all that, because then he definitely ain't going to want to Because if, if you make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, losing seven, and it's tough, then maybe it's like, well, you know, we can let Mark Gasol walk. Possibly try to get rid of Kyle Lowry, bad contract, <laughs> figure out a way to move some pieces around okay. and get somebody in here to pair with him because it's going to be tough without him. Because if he leave, Toronto back to being the baby dinosaurs. True. He back to being the baby dinosaurs. Now, the man played 52 minutes last night and was dragging his leg around. That quad ain't healthy. Hey, man, that ain't got shit to do with me. You signed up to play NBA basketball. Your quad can't be that fu- If it's If it's that fucked up, don't play. Like, it's going to be like this the rest of your career. Now he got to hear he quit on the team. Hey, I ain't going to say he quit, but the white boy over there, FS1, going to say he quit. But he the only one who barking up that tree. That's that's how the game goes. Oh, he, he quit on the team. Or the staff didn't get it right. One of the two, it don't matter. What you, what the old folks say? They're going to be talking about you if you What's do good or What's the other niggas on the team doing? Getting checks. They getting exactly. paid. That's my point. Everybody knew Why Kyle Lowry wasn't going to show up. Two minutes. You the best player leg. on the team. Your leg can't be that fucked up still. can't score 102 points by itself. Hey, man, look. I let you play 50 minutes. Okay. Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum played 60, 70 minutes the other, a couple weeks ago. Hey, bro, you got to suck it up, man. It's the playoffs. What you want to do, play 30? If you play 30, what, what you mean? If the rest of the team That's and fine. him would have did their job, it would have been no two overtime. So if you wear me out in game three, of a seven-game series, what am I going to be for you in game seven? We're going to give you 
The berry bun's clear <laughs> on that damn quad. You gonna drink some liquor? <laughs> Give that Mister Miyagi. Get you a happy ending at one of our nice massage parlors. <laughs> You're going to give you some good Canada trees, and you're going to be ready on Thursday, on Tuesday night. That's, okay. that's how this is going to work. Kawhi Leonard, stop your shit, get your life right, or lose the next two games, and you're going to sign with the, with the Clippers or the Lakers or, or whoever else out there in free agency. Man, he didn't play know. half the season for load management, whatever the hell that is. I wish I had somebody to manage my load. Yeah, load, load, load management. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. I see. Well, I was sipping this yak, but said load management. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know. Somebody to manage my load. <laughs> okay, I'm done, y'all. I'm not going to act like that. not going to act like that today. Nope, sure not. Nah, we're going we gonna, to... Change gears a little bit. We're going to talk about the front office moves since we were talking about front office moves. The New Orleans Pelicans, they just added some color to their uh, front office. <laughs> they got my beige brother from Duke. I'm not a Duke fan, but anytime a brother can get in upper management in the NBA or wherever, trying to, you know, break the color barriers, as they say, I'm all for it. This guy used to shoot the lights out at Duke. He was the three-point leader there until J.J. Reddick came around. Old Trajan Langdon. Now, now for y'all young whippersnappers <laughs> who don't know who that is, just YouTube Trajan Langdon at Duke. The boy was cold, okay? Like, like, the boy was cold. The boy was cold. So just know, like he just said, the Alaskan assassin. He was from Alaska. His daddy was big and, uh, like, the shit dealing with horses. I mean, not horses, but dinosaurs and whatnot. Uh, they moved from Alaska to Cali. Great in high school. Like I said, he went to Duke in the, in the mid to late 90s. So you know what that was about. He played, I think he was playing with Boozer mm-hmm. for a year. Uh, like Boozer's first year or last year, I believe, something like that. Um, he was there at the end of Grant Hill's career, I believe. So so he he was around during peak, some peak Duke years. You know, Duke ain't never been just awful since Coach K got there where they have been in the 80s. And they had a couple of little lulls there, you know, <coughs> Tar Heels. But anyway, mm-hmm. you know, so Trajan Langdon is now the GM for the for the Pelicans. And yeah, he'll be he was given a, a, a pretty nice little layup, nice little situation there. Um, and we'll get back into that layup here in the next <laughs> segment. We want to talk to y'all about that layup. It's the BTSE 365 podcast. Be right bike. Ladies, 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 there's a new beauty supply store in town, Antioch, Tennessee, and surrounding areas. Be sure to check out my good people over at Chic Beauty Supply. That's right. Invest in your hair. They got bundles on bundles on bundles on bundles. They got closures, frontals, and bundle deals in-store and online. Same-day delivery is available. You should call for times and availability at 615 615- Six seven eight six nine seven eight. I just left from giving me some shampoo for this dry scalp of mine. So you know what I'm saying. It ain't just for the ladies. It's for everybody out there who has any type of hair care needs. Now you can get at them on Instagram and Facebook. Chic Beauty Supplies. That's C H I C Beauty Supplies. Located at 849 Hamilton Crossings, Antioch, Tennessee, three seven zero one three. Hey. Tell them Big sent you. You did. 
Alright, alright, alright. We back, man. We back, we back, we back. T White. Check this out, bro. So I was just talking about Trajan Langdon. He the Pelicans new GM. And you know, David Griffin, the president. And it's not any better situation to be in if you Trajan Langdon going from the he was just the Jets. I mean, I said the Jets, the Nets assistant GM. Same difference. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Now the Nets ain't that bad. Uh, shit, the Jets just fired their GM after the draft, after he just spent a hundred plus million dollars on these free agents. Then they say, you know what, we're gonna fire you now. Like, come on, bro. But the Nets at least coming off a playoff appearance and challenged the, the 76ers, and they might be a dark horse for a free agent out there. I'm just saying they got two open max spots. I know everybody talking LA and Knicks, but if Kevin Durant really want to go to New York, really might want to win in the city of New York, go to Brooklyn. Go to Brooklyn. I'm just saying, go to Brooklyn. Who the hell wants to be a teammate of D-Loading the snitch? Man, look, that shit happened a long time ago. My Magic man. talked about that. We're going to talk about this too. But that, 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 hey, he was a kid. He was young and dumb. Two years ago. He was young and dumb. Too. Hey, there's a lot of growth that can happen in two years. A lot of growth. He was 18, 19. You know what I'm saying? Hey, he was just doing. He was doing too much. He was doing too much. The new D-Lo with the with the with the plats and the tats, I'm cool with him. The old D-Lo, he was doing too much. But he's straight now. He he didn't get his shit together. He cool. He learned his lesson. He learned his lesson. But Trajan Langdon got the number one pick in the draft mm-hmm. with the Pelicans. He got Anthony Davis still under contract for now on the roster for now. I say for now because, in my humble opinion, and most others, he gonna be gone before July third. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where. I would assume whoever, of course, could give him the best trade package, would be the team that he goes to, not the Lakers. Okay. Not the Lakers. One might be out of spite, even though the two people who were doing that deal aren't at either organization anymore. Right. But with the Knicks having, like, four future first-round picks from other teams, and you got your number three pick this year, and you can send them Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, I forgot the other kid's name out of uh, don't Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson, mm-hmm. Dennis Smith Jr., third pick this year. First round pick next year, possibly one in 2021. Like, that's a lot. That's a whole lot. And the Pelicans in the West, I know they got Alvin Gentry. He's a good coach and all, but I'd rather take that than Kuzma and Ingram and uh, the number four pick. Like, like what, what, where do you think it would stand? What, what do you think it would take to get Anthony Davis moved? So, first thing I saw this morning is that the Lakers and Bulls been talking. Yeah. Lakers supposedly want Lonzo Ball. Why? I don't know. Hold on. Who want? No, the Bulls? The Bulls want Lonzo Ball. Hmm. So, the Lakers, I mean, excuse me, the Bulls got the number eight pick. If I'm the Lakers, I trade Lonzo for that number eight pick. You package that fourth and eight pick to go get AD. No, 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 no. The Bulls got seven. Excuse me, is it Bulls seven? Got, yeah, Bulls got seven. Yeah. The seventh pick. In that fourth pick. To go get AD? To go get AD. What are you going to get out of the draft this year that's better than what AD going to give you? Thinking you're trying to win now. You're not trying to win three years from now. LeBron getting older and older every day. Right. 
So they trying to win now. What are you yeah, going to get out the of the The Lakers trying to win now, but the Pelicans ain't obliged to get them nothing. Right, but if I can get the fourth and seventh pick in the draft for somebody that I may not even have after this season. But if I can get the third pick and a couple of players and a first-round pick next year and possibly one the year after that. Who's three? Phoenix? You think Phoenix is coming No, no, Phoenix has the uh, sixth pick. Yeah, so here's my breakdown of who I think is going where. I got Zion going number one. I'm with you on that. I got Ja going number two. Mm -hmm. I got Barrett going number three, but being traded. Okay. I got the Lakers drafting Cam Reddish. Mm. Yeah, I got them drafting Reddish at four. I got Jared Culver at five for the Cavs. I got Phoenix drafting Darius Garland at six. And I got, actually, so here, here it is. So let me go back. I got to rewind. At four, I got the Lakers drafting Cam Reddish, but I got him being traded with Cal Kuzma and possibly Brandon Ingram to the Wizards for Bradley Beal at number four. I'm gonna tell you why I have that going because I don't think the same player. But the thing is, I don't think the Pelicans will accept a trade with the Lakers. Okay. Because they don't want him to be in the West. Not just because of the Lakers. You just don't. I don't. He if he gonna come there, he gonna come in 2020. I I don't want him there right now. Let me move him out the west. And then if he go to New York, then you know he might like New York and want to stay if KD come with him. Okay. So he he might just stay over there. So that's my four. Then five, like I say, Jared Culver. Phoenix gets Darius Garland, the point guard that they need to get him with Devin Booker. Me and you both know you the one who put me on DG. Right. So you know how lethal he is. I didn't, I found out how lethal he was, and even with the meniscus tear, still a top five player in the draft. Um, number seven, I got the Bulls getting Kobe White. Number eight, I got Bowl Bowl for the Hawks. Okay. That's that's my top eight. Fuck nine and ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. I don't I'm know. in the same ballpark with you, of course. Um, Zion, Morant, Barrett, one, two, three. I had the Lakers taking Culver at four, but I had the Cavs taking the big kid Hayes out of Texas. Mm. That needle shot blocker that somebody's going to play in his side. He put me in the mind of a Hassan White side. He ain't really offensively there. They need somebody that can protect the paint. Trisha Thompson ain't going to get it done in the paint. And we know love ain't guarding nobody. Come and get your love. (laughs) I actually have the Suns, as of right now, taking Kobe White. And the Bulls taking Darius Hmm. at seven. And then DeAndre Hunter going to the Hawks. Man, Bobo going to the Wizards. Bobo to the Wizards would be great for the Wizards. Yeah. Um, and Hunter to the Hawks would be great too because he can score. And they, they, you know, Collins isn't the best scorer. He's a good athlete, but he got to go get his, and he can't create for himself. Hunter can create for himself. I like that. I like that. I'm not. I'm not opposed to much of that. It's just with the Lakers pick, I know whoever they drafted for, unless they just sit on their hands. Because like you say, LeBron want to win now. He don't need another rookie coming in there with him. Right. Like, you got to trade. And if Bradley Beal is on the table, would you rather have Beal or or Kemba or something? Because cause if, if Ball is healthy, which is a big if in these first two seasons, but if he's healthy, he, he played good basketball last year when he was healthy. He played good basketball. You got to work on the jumper. We all know this. He, he got to work on the free throws, more important than the jumper, in my opinion. Because okay. he 40%. Yeah. 
But if I can have him out there on the floor with Bradley Beal and LeBron James, okay, we got a chance. I'm, I'm trading chance. Lonzo Ball right now. Reason uh, is the kid mind. was the number two pick last year, year before last, whatever. Number two pick. His stock has done nothing but decline since the day he was picked. I'm not opposed to The longer to that. you keep him on the roster, the further you get back in the investment on him, which he's still semi a decent name because of the season that he had last year. Right. You trade him now while you can get anything of value, and I don't think you're going to find anything higher than the number seven draft pick for him. So if the Bulls is calling, I'm listening. Hmm. Hmm. And especially that gives you the four and the seven pick in this year's draft. Yeah. And to me, at seven, you're getting Kobe White or you're getting Darius. And to me, both of them are better than him. Oh, Darius Garland for sure better than Lonzo Ball. Kobe White. Mm, I don't know. See, with Lonzo, it's, it's about that defense too and his motor. Right, like you don't see. That's one thing. That's one thing I love about Zion Williamson too. To go back on that number one pick, because I don't want to just graze over that. Like some people, you know, analysts. Some analysts have them. You know, they high on them. Some like I don't know how many superstars, number one overall picks, or not even superstars, star number one overall picks, or these freakish athletes or whatever great college, great high school players come out and have that motor. Right, you can't teach that motor. You you can teach a jumper. You can teach, you know, some technique and all that, but a motor like he got with his size and abilities, True. you can't, he like a can't miss prospect. Like, but I mean, I ain't gonna say can't miss. <laughs> but he is a I ain't miss. Say, I ain't gonna say can't miss. He a wet firecracker. He, come on, bro. Come on, bro. <laughs> they gonna like Come on, bro. I ain't saying the man gonna come out here and be motherfucking Charles Barkley, but he gonna make at least four All-Star games. At least four. So, if I told you, you get those two picks, those are going to be rookie contracts, which still leaves you all the money you need to do whatever you do. Right. And now you can go get a Kawhi and pay him the max contract. So, what you were getting oh, out who of... who we the, talking about? Out of that, if you make that trade to Chicago, yeah. you get that four and that seven pick. Okay, we talking about Does the Lakers. Matter, yeah, the Lakers. Does it matter who you pick at that point? And you can go get Kawhi with the money that you saved. Now, whatever you got defensively and motor-wise from Lonzo. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not talking about Lonzo now. I'm just talking about Zion. Oh, okay. My you bad. You Zion a wet firecracker. No, 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 no. I'm talking about, I thought you were talking about Lonzo. Okay, okay. Lonzo's the wet okay, firecracker. Okay, okay, okay. My bad. My okay, bad. we're together. Okay. We're together now. We're together now. I had to make sure. We was on the same page. I thought we were still talking about Lonzo. I was really about to kick you out. Nah, man. I was, I was really about Lonzo to say, is the wet stop it. We finna let him go home because he's sleeping. <laughs> but he, that, that ain't who we were talking about, so we're going to keep it pushing. Now, now, look, Lonzo, Lonzo is probably, he, he closer to the ceiling than the floor. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to give you a comparison for Zion. You tell me how far off I'm on. Talk to me. Sean Kemp. He ain't that far. I mean, he ain't. That far, but I don't think Sean Kemp loved basketball the way it seemed like Zion Williamson loved basketball. Sean Kemp got 43 kids. We know what Sean Kemp loved. Exactly. Like <laughs> but, he, he was out there trying to get it. But even at that, skill wise, to me, they're parallel. Sean Kemp never developed a jump shot. I honestly don't see Zion ever getting to Sean got him. one a little later when he got a little fat. He couldn't do all that no more. When he was in Cleveland, he had a decent little jump. He made an all-star game in Cleveland. Zion already a little heavy. Yeah, he, but he, he good heavy, though. 
True. Like he 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 like good good heavy, but you get it. I I think with the right training because it's a different day. You know, Sean Kip was in there in the early eighties, late late. I mean, late eighties, early nineties, and all that. Like now, you got a lot more technology, a lot right. more understanding of food and how your body develops and all that. Plus, he's gonna have a lot more money than Sean Kip when he first came in the league. Mm-hmm. Shoe deal, he about to get one hundred twenty five million dollars shoe deal. Hopefully I'm sure. Not Nike. You know what I'm saying, hopefully, hopefully, you know what I'm saying, hopefully, but you know how that go. Right. So, I'm I'm rooting for the kid. I ain't gonna talk about him behind his back like some people get talked about behind their back. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Rob Palenka, <coughs> Magic Jump. Let's just, let me just let's just touch on that real quick. So we both just watched the video. We saw the replay from first take, and I, it was already being said that he was getting talked about. But to hear him say, all that we heard him say, like, out of everything, me and you both said, the biggest thing we took from it was Rob Palenka ain't shit. True. Like, in Magic Johnson's eyes, Rob Palenka, a snake. True. Backstabber. Lying motherfucker. Now, he ain't say none of this on TV. <laughs> right. Hey, let me just, what let he me just say. He, yeah, you know, it's just him and his boy talking. If him and Stephen A was talking off camera, right? he would have told him straight up. Rob Palenka, a backstabbing ass nigga. He ain't even black. But you ain't got to be black to be a nigga. I always tell people that. So okay. just understand, when he call him a nigga, like, oh, he's not black. Well, what do you mean, nigga, just for black people? No, nigga is nigga. You a nigga if you a nigga. Okay. So Rob Palenka, a snake-ass nigga. And Magic Johnson seen it. He mm-hmm. seen it. You know, your boy's calling him. If I keep calling you, he say, hey, man, you got to watch Rob. Hey man, I'm telling you right now, Rob, that nigga ain't. I'm telling you, bro, he dirty. He talking about you. They just everybody told me at the barbershop. Everybody can't be lying. Everybody can't be lying. They can't be lying. He said, he said people that ain't in the basketball world told him this. They ain't even in the basketball world. And they tell him agents was telling him when he got the job. Look, <laughs> Rob, that nigga ain't right. Right. Magic said I'm grooming him for three years. I ain't gonna be here after three years. Three and I'm gone. But he's still going behind his back. Man, you know, Magic don't even be in here like that. Yeah. <laughs> what you expect is Magic Johnson. True. Jenny Buss knew what she was dealing with. But that's my thing. That's my problem with the whole thing that I took away from it, is that if you my guy mm-hmm. and another cat is in the room talking about me and you let him talk about him, you just as wrong as this nigga is talking about me. Right. Right. Don't tell me what problem. they said. Yeah, if you didn't stand up for me, you just is wrong. And, and Magic learned a valuable lesson. You just another nigga. True. You just another black man who thought, like he said, I thought I had the power. She said I had the power. Right. He told her that he was going to be in and out the office. And she told me I had the power. We, I want to fire Luke. Luke's a great guy. Luke's a good guy. He's a Laker and all of that. But we need a better coach. Right. And she tells you, Give me a day. Right. Then she tell you, oh, you can find him. Then she say, I don't know if we're going to try to work this out. And you looking like, well, damn. Right. Do I or don't I have the power? And all the while, this snake-ass nigga Rob Palenka is behind my back trying to take my job. I don't even need this job. And then you gave him the job once I left. You, that's mission accomplished for him. His whole get mission this nigga out get, of here. get Magic out. Let me get that role. I was here before Magic. I don't need Magic in here. I was already part of the Fab Five team, and I wasn't nobody. Right. I'm trying not to be another side show. Like I'm not trying to be the other guy on the on the team. 
I need to be that guy. And you still ain't that guy because the Rambis family running the show too. True. So you're going to get Frank Vogel a yes, ma'am. He's the equivalent of Jason Garrett for the Cowboys to be your head coach. And Jason Kidd, I mean, he might have loved him as a player. I don't know the guy personally. I ain't. I don't know shit about him. He might try to rob Palenka the, the, the head coach Bro, job. So I, so I you, didn't understand that. Like, why would you force him to have to hire Jason Kidd as – an assistant, like why can't I hire my own staff? Man, look, if you want him to be the coach, why don't you just give him the job? The Lakers, well, you can't. They, I, from what some of my people be saying, and, and the other little stuff going on, Jason Kidd got some legal issues, mm-hmm. so you could put him on the on the staff. Can't give me, but him. we don't need him to be the face of the Los Angeles Lakers okay. right now because he I got some bullshit going on on the side. Okay, we don't need him in interviews and press conferences. Side note, yeah. yeah. Whatever happened to Jason Kidd, big head son that used to be on the sideline? I don't know, but that kid had that a grown man at his head. head. He was like three. He I looked like kid he looked like Derrick Rose's son. <laughs> That's who he looked like to be. Him and Derrick Rose looking like they need to get DNA tests because them kids might be related boy, somewhere down the line. For real, for big dreams at a young age. Hey man, hey this shit is real up there in LA, man. Like, and Magic really, Magic just. Dropped a bombshell, not necessarily a real bombshell because everybody knew it, but with him coming on national TV, ESPN, y'all the only ones I said I was going to talk to because FS1 right there in L.A. True. He ain't going to talk to Skip and Shannon about it. He went and talked to to, to the other show, True. First Take. So, Even that. Yeah, he went to New York to talk about it. True. So instead of doing that, you know what I'm saying, he decided – I'm going to go talk to my boy Stephen A. I'm going to let them know about it. But he just shitted on the Lakers front office situation. Somebody named Tim Harris. All this other stuff going on. And it's like, what free agent would really want to go to L.A. when you hear all this? Like, Rob Palenka, a snake, and he going to be my president of basketball operations? He going to be my GM? Right. I'm not trying to deal with that, man. So, to any free agent out there who want to go, don't. Like just, <laughs> just don't. Oh, other than the deals you can do out there, just, just don't do it to yourself. You know what? You know who else had a decision to make that that shouldn't have done it? The guy that fought uh, Deontay Wilder over the weekend. <laughs> that was a decision. That he, I know you got to do some things for money, but so everything, hey man, it ain't worth it. It just ain't worth it. Did y'all see the knockout? Man, I seen it. You saw the knockout. You see it in slow mo. I know we talked, but you man, saw it. I in told my homeboy. When I was younger, my mama used to say, you better stop talking back before I knock you into the middle of next week. That's what happened. That's what happened. That's probably what that looked like. I'm glad that, I stopped talking. Man, that shit looked sad. I was hurting on the inside. My head started I took some ibuprofen. I had a headache <laughs> after I watched it. I said, man, that, that don't look right. You know, it just it just didn't look right. It was 59 seconds left in the first round. Yeah, man. I wonder what everybody on. did in New York after that. They just went to the club. I don't know. That was. I can tell you what he didn't do. <laughs> he didn't go to sleep. He was sleep, but he didn't go to sleep because you know when you got a concussion, that's probably what he had a concussion. That was, that was a uh, that was serious right there. I, I know one thing. He eating soup for the next two three weeks because the boy ain't got no teeth. He need to go see yeah. Johnny uh, TV Johnny down there in Houston get him a new grill because that is terrible. That's about one to retire on right there. Like if I was to get oh, yeah. hit like that, I'm probably done fighting. I'm probably just gonna go be a Walmart bagger or something. Yeah, the rest man, of my hey, life. he got a nice little bag. You know, I'm sure ESPN can use a new commentator out there. 
you know, his kids, if he got kids, they probably They just can't ask him around. about that fight because he's not going to remember. No, nah, he, he, nah, he, he not going to remember. He might not ask for the last two <laughs> fights. You know, he, he, he needs to go sit down. He needs some milk. <laughs> he needs some milk. And, uh, man, I checked out John Wick 3 over the weekend. Right now, I'm still trying to uh, digest it. It was a lot of fighting. Like, the storyline, if you ain't seen it, pretty much, if you've never seen the John Wick movie, John Wick is an assassin, and somebody kill his dog. Yeah, somebody kill his dog in the first one, and it was on from then on. You know what they say? A dog is man's best friend. Keanu Reeves is, the, is, is John Wick. And you know mm-hmm. what they say about white folks and their dogs. They love a dog more than they love a person. True. So it kind of fit a stereotype, unfortunately. <laughs> but this man went... But it, it's, it's funny how they set it up. It, it, the movies themselves have been spread out over at least like six, seven years, I think. But like when they have the when the movies start, like two and three start like one end. Like one ends and two starts like one ends. Okay. Three starts like two ends. So if you see two, you see the end of two, start three, it, it begins just where it left off. So it's really like over the span of a few weeks. Okay. And, and the movie itself is like a span over a month, maybe a month at the most. But, yeah, it's a good movie. Like if you're in the action, fighting, shit blowing up. Yeah, her body count the- pretty high. Oh, bruh, <laughs> bruh, bruh. I ain't seen that much death in a movie in so long. Like, man, and the way he was killing people. Right. Whew. I didn't seen folk get killed in movies before, but I ain't quite seen that many people get stabbed in the head and the eye. That was a lot, man. I'm talking about the top of the head, the bottom of the head, towards through necks, through the eyeballs. Like, it was some shooting going on. Yeah, it was a lot of shooting. There was a lot of different ways of getting killed that I ain't never seen before. Okay. Woo, boy, I just saw a scene in my mind. It made me cringe. Look, that's all I got for y'all. T. White, I appreciate you stopping by, G. For sure. My pleasure to have you on again. Um, y'all can check us out. Follow your boy on IG and Twitter at BTSE365. I mean, at BTSE underscore 365. Um Subscribe to the podcast, share it, tell somebody to tell somebody, SoundCloud, iTunes, tune in, Win Radio, shout out to Win Radio, um, I'm forgetting one platform, Spotify, there we go, Spotify, hey, we out, happy birthday to Malcolm X once again, I'm going to leave the show today with a with the, with an excerpt from his, by any means, necessary speech. It's the BTSC 365 podcast. I'm out, T. White. Appreciate you again, my brethren. I love it. BTSC 365. <laughs> Mr. Moderator, our distinguished guests, brothers and sisters, our friends and and our enemies. Everybody is here. As many of you know, uh, last March, 
when it was announced that I was no longer in the black Muslim movement, it was pointed out that it was my intention to work among the 22 million non-Muslim Afro-Americans and to try and form some type of organization or create a situation where the young people, our young people, the students and others, could study the problems of our people for a period of time and then come up with a new analysis and give us some new ideas and some new suggestions as to how to approach a problem that too many other people had been playing around with for too long. And that we would have some kind of meeting and determine at a later date whether to form a black nationalist party or a black nationalist army. There have been many of our people across the country from all walks of life who have taken it upon themselves to try and pool their ideas and to come up with some kind of solution to the problem that confronts all of our people. And tonight we are here to try and get an understanding of what it is they've come up with. Also, recently, when I was blessed to make a trip or a pilgrimage, a, re a religious pilgrimage to the holy city of Mecca, where I met many people from all over the world, plus spent many weeks in Africa trying to broaden my own scope and get an open, more of an open mind to look at the problem as it actually is. One of the things that I realized, and I realized this even before going over there, was that the, our African brothers have gained their independence faster than you and I here in America have. They've also gained recognition and respect as human beings much faster than you and I. Just 10 years ago on the African continent, our people were colonized. They were suffering all forms of colonization, oppression, exploitation, degradation, humiliation, discrimination, and every other kind of Asian. And in uh, a short time, they have gained more independence, more recognition, more respect as human beings than you and I have. And you and I live in a country which is supposed to be the citadel of education, freedom, justice, democracy, and all of those other pretty sounding words. So it was our intention to try and find out what was our African brothers doing to get results so that you and I could study what they had done and perhaps gain from that study or benefit from their experiences. And, and my traveling over there was designed to help to find out how. One of the first things that the independent African nations did was to form an organization called the Organization of African Unity. The purpose of our organization of Afro-American unity, which has the same aim and objective, to fight whoever gets in our way. <laughs> to bring about the complete independence of people of African descent here in the Western Hemisphere and first here in the United States and bring about the freedom of these people by any means necessary. That's our motto. The purpose of our organization is to start right here in Harlem which has the largest concentration of 
people of African descent that exists anywhere on this earth. There are more Africans here in Harlem than exist in any city on the African continent, because that's what you and I are, Africans. The Charter of the United Nations, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, the Constitution of the United States, and the Bill of Rights are the principles in which we believe, and that th these documents, if put into practice, represent the essence of mankind's hopes and, uh, and good intentions, desirous that all Afro-American people and organizations should henceforth unite so that the welfare and well-being of our people will be assured we are resolved to reinforce the common bond of purpose between our people by submerging all of our differences and establishing non-sectarian constructive programs for human rights. We hereby present this charter, number one, the establishment. The organization of Afro-American unity shall include all people of African descent in the Western Hemisphere. In essence, what it is saying, instead of you and me running around here seeking allies in our struggle for freedom, in the Irish neighborhood, or the Jewish neighborhood, or the Italian neighborhood, we need, to, we need to seek some allies among people who look something like we do. And once we get their allies, it's time out for you and me to stop running away from the wolf right into the arms of the fox, looking for some kind of help. That's a drag. Number two. Self-defense. Since self-preservation is the first law of nature, we assert the Afro-Americans' right to self-defense. The Constitution of the United States of America clearly affirms the right of every American citizen to bear arms. And as Americans, we will not give up a single right guaranteed under the Constitution. The history, the history of unpunished violence against our people clearly indicates that we must be prepared to defend ourselves or we will continue to be a defenseless people at the mercy of a ruthless and violent racist mob.